The Nebraska Recycling Council has a new executive director. Haley Noldy is no stranger to recycling. This young woman from Ogallala has a degree from UNL in environmental studies. She's been interim director of the Nebraska Recycling Council since March, bringing a passion for recycling and sustainability, community and education to the council since 2019. Haley joins me this morning for the conversation on Lincoln Live. Good morning, Haley. Good morning. From where does this passion for recycling and sustainability come for you? Um, you know, specifically with recycling, I think it's not so much, you know, we shouldn't focus so much on opinions and perceptions of what recycling is. It's really just kind of what makes sense to reuse waste products essentially as an economic resource. I mean, you have to throw it away and, you know, pay to throw it away. So why would you not pay to have it recycled? You know, that's kind of the heart of the argument. But Sustainability has just been part of my life since I was young. Um, I'm from Oglala, so rural Nebraska, and I, I'm not foreign to the hunting and fishing aspect of, of life. And so I really think being outdoors as a kid um, so much kind of shaped me into who I am now. I'm a country kid, too, from central Nebraska, <laughs> a rural kid. You learn not to waste things. Yeah, you really you? do. I want to direct listeners to the Nebraska Recycling Council's website, nrcne.org, nrcne.org, for page after page of information, including a recycling guide with tips on being able to recycle everything. Let's start with a, a, a big macro view, if we could. What are Nebraska's recycling strengths, Haley? Strengths. So in terms of, you know, on one hand, we kind of have just our everyday operations, um, kind of what we do day to day that would look like, you know, education materials, webinars, fact sheets, local recycling guides, you know, talking with communities on how we can help them, things like networking or advocacy, that recycling and composting um, equipment grants, things like that. But more specifically, what we have going on right now um, we're working on projects such as our grain bag recycling project. We are also gathering statewide research regarding hub and spoke models and markets. We do that recycling equipment grant disbursement. Um, that's how a lot of people know of us actually. And then um, we just finished up a feedlot composting project that was really interesting. And all of all of this elaborate information, like you said, can be found on our website. But that's that's a little bit of what we have going on right now. You used some tribal language there. What, <laughs> what, what is hub-and-spoke models? Yeah, so um, we just, you know, talked about rural Nebraska, and that's that's something that makes sense, really, to, to set up in our state. And so the idea is that with hub-and-spoke, with the hub-and-spoke model, you have one spoke community. Well, okay, you have one hub community, and you have a variety of different spoke communities generally that are smaller in population um, that would bring their material to the hub and then that hub is either you know a recycling center itself or it transports that material to a larger facility so it kind of collaborates together to process that material more efficiently because what we see is sometimes you have a recycling trailer that 
the, the community is just not big enough to fill it up quick enough, so then that recycling material kind of degrades or just isn't really able to be recycled um, once it gets past a certain point of sitting for so long. All right, so cooperation, <laughs> community cooperation would be a yeah, strength. Yeah, yeah. What are, what are some Nebraska weaknesses in recycling? <sighs> you know, um, probably that same, same issue. It's just geographically... I think our last survey, um, if I could find the stat, I could, I could tell it. It's something like, you know, we, we surveyed the whole state, and this is something that we finished up last uh, quarter, and of those responding communities um, that, you know, answered that survey, 48% had a population of 500 people or less. So <laughs> thinking about that, you have to consider that in, you know, is this, feasible regarding cost and geographic location and things like that for these smaller communities. That's why we push so hard for this this hub and spoke model. Joining me on Lincoln Live is Haley Noldy. Haley is the executive director of the Nebraska Recycling Council. You mentioned a survey. I want to go to uh, fast forward here a little bit. When was the last time the state did a waste characterization study? Yeah, so that last report was um, put out in 2009, uh, so that would have been using data from 2007 and 2008. So comparative, especially, you know, to some neighboring states, just to use for reference, they are committed to doing those studies, you know, every few years, actually. So they, they're information that they get back is, of course, just a little more current and accurate to represent what's going on in their state. And that's something that, like I mentioned, we'd like to push for is, you know, working with the state on doing another waste characterization study so we really know what's in the waste stream. Why, you know, what is it that's taking up a large portion? Maybe it's food waste. And why are we wasting so much food in the state? But it's kind of hard to effectively, from the Nebraska Recycling Council's standpoint, assist with these, you know, problem items or problem materials if we don't know, um, you know, we don't know what we don't know. Referring to your website again, nrcne.org, I see a tab about the Compost Club. Tell Mm -hmm. listeners about that. Yeah, so that's, we have an official chapter. Um, It's part of the United States Composting Council. So the Nebraska chapter, actually, the past oh year or so, has actually been somewhat in a state of dormancy, but it's just coming coming out of that stage, and we're really looking to get some good projects going and reconvene those stakeholders and uh, members that were part of it originally when it was developed. And part of that is, for example, like I mentioned, the feedlot composting project, a lot of the members that are part of our U.S. Composting Council chapter were part of implementing that grant project and providing feedback and support to really get that done effectively. It is amazing how much food is wasted in yes. this country. Oh, yeah. The United States, you take all the countries on this planet, and the United States is the worst at mm-hmm. wasting food. And not all food Meat, for example, is one food product that's tough to recycle. Uh, it, it, it spoils. But we have two compost bins 
uh, beside our house, and we keep turning them. And one is usable while we're while the other bin is warming sure. up, making another batch of compost. And so mm-hmm. that's how we recycle apple peels and uh, potatoes and other food components that you normally would just be throwing into the waste can. So yeah, folks, absolutely, compost. It's such a beneficial project product to um, to use, especially on cropland and things like that. So I actually read a book not too long ago, and it said that the United States wastes as much food, you know, enough food to fill the Rose Bowl to the top every single day. And that's not just, you know, that's not food scraps or bones or, you know, unusable parts. That is actually edible food that we throw away every day. And a lot of that can be composted. Not all of it. Oh, yeah, of course. Haley, starting with uh, with you and me, people, human beings that mm-hmm. actually recycle a product, actually take the time to rinse out a cottage cheese container and put it in a recycling container. Then they take it to their curb. The curb company takes it to a local facility capable of processing those products. Then there is a larger endeavor trucking those products to a regional center, then mm-hmm. somewhere else to turn used products into new products from beginning to end where is the weakest link that you see it depends well a little bit on the product that you're that you're recycling but i mean on on one hand the people you know i always say no one is intentionally doing the wrong thing or intentionally trying to disrupt the recycling system it's just that education piece might be missing or there's miscommunication between the hauler and, you know, the, the resident in what is accepted, how they want it to be prepared. But on the other hand, that, that link between all of these different people, all of these different steps, you know, the further they get apart geographically, um, that those issues arise too. So, you know, as we know, disruption with the supply and demand chain from other countries can negatively impact recycling. And I think it's really important to remember that we can do that recycling here, and we are. So our board president, Danielle Isto, is with First Star Fiber in Omaha, and she can assure you that there's plenty of recycling happening in the state. There's you know, various examples I could bring up of different people we work with that we've you know, seen firsthand at their facility what they do. Um, Sadoff, for example, they we went to a their facility and saw, you know, firsthand they're turning these iPads, taking them apart, using all of the materials to to go to different avenues and really making the most out of these products that would otherwise just be, you know, disposed of improperly. The weakest link, I think (laughs) you can argue that could be a variety of different uh, culprits. But it has to start with a human being separating yeah. it from throwing it into the trash and taking it out to the curb or taking it to a dumpster. The city has uh, dumpsters around for recycling uh, for that oh, yeah. purpose only. And the city has plenty of messaging um, that can show you know where those places are, what they accept, things like that. It just takes a lot of trust. I always harp on this. You have to trust that your hauler is recycling, and they need to trust that you're putting the correct materials in your bin. Haley, if we were to talk a year from now, what would you like to have seen accomplished? 
I think I really just want to continue to build our reputation and and serve as that resource for Nebraskans and push just for better recycling overall and better understanding of, you know, why we do what we do. And specifically what that looks like could be a variety of things from advocating for that statewide waste characterization study like we're talking about all the way to, you know, on a smaller scale, assistance to our members of how how they can individually decrease their waste, you know, maybe in their small office building. We have plenty of people that reach out to us wanting to, you know, on one hand, they want to just decrease their waste or recycle their paper or, you know, go down this avenue just because it's the right thing to do. But also we see a lot of people that we work with use that as kind of a marketing strategy. Uh, Now that consumers want, you know, this quote, green, these green products or they want to support companies that are green or environmentally friendly it is a push for businesses to move that direction so i i think there's a variety of things i'd like to see happen but overall just that continued um education and serving as a resource to to further understand as a state why we need recycling my advice is to just take baby steps, listeners. Don't oh, just try yeah. to don't try to compost. Don't try to recycle everything. Maybe just start with plastic. Maybe just mm-hmm. start with glass. Maybe just start with uh, cans. Just n- newspapers. Start with something, and then you'll find once it becomes second nature, then move on to something else. And before you know it, you're doing two or three different things that you hadn't been doing before. Yeah. And doing makes and, a difference. And I do want to mention, you know. Part of our message and what what we communicate with people is that before recycling just consider reusing material or consider just not using it at all like when we do our technical assistance with these businesses i'm able to calculate you know emission data for them and then turn that into you know easily digestible facts so you know how many cars is this equivalent to because you recycled x amount of tonnage well at the heart of that is, you know, if you go from even recycling, let's say, two tons of paper a month to not even using that paper each month, so you, you know, save that two tons of paper, that's a much greater, you know, equivalency that I can give people if they just stop that that chain there instead of even, you know, recycling should be your last option as opposed to, you know, recycling has, I had someone say to me once, well, recycling is just like a secondary trash to make people feel good. And that kind of, you know, hit home, like we really shouldn't be treating it like that. It should be our last resort with our material. If you can't do anything else with it and you must, you know, be using that product, please recycle it. But before that, can you reduce, can you reuse? And I think that's a good, good thing for us all to remember. Good first place to go is the Mm -hmm. Nebraska Recycling Council's website, nrcne.org. The conversation with Haley Noldy, the newly appointed executive director of the Nebraska Recycling Council, has been my guest today on Lincoln Live.